I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The creators of Wagertainment. We bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you best. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single single game impacts you in some way shape or form it's you better you bet presented by betmgm it is a terrific football tuesday it is nick costos it is ken barkley it is you better you bet and it is you here on the betql network where we'll be simulcast for the next couple hours by our friends at stadium the people watching us on stadium right now you are sincerely appreciated and we'll be bringing you two hours of badass wagertainment to get you set to bet and win this week on the national football league we'll also get you set for the fantasy football playoffs coming up in just about playoffs with our pal jamie eisenberg lead fantasy football analyst for cbs sports also joining us this hour will be former nfl linebacker super bowl champion our betql network teammate former broncos linebacker Brandon Marshall, who you can catch every Sunday, 5 to 9 p.m. Eastern time inside the betting lines with the Candy Man, Adam Candy, like live betting all the games on the NFL slate. Brandon Marshall stops by in 20 minutes. Next hour, Pro Football Hall of Famer and Pete Prisco's best friend. I actually mean that seriously. I'm pretty sure they're like best friends. Tony Baselli will join us. Westwood One NFL analyst, talk Jaguars and Ravens on Sunday night, and the rest of the games on the slate, Week 15 in the NFL. And Ken and I will finish our handicap of all the games coming up this weekend, including Tommy DeVito and the New York Giants visiting Derek Carr in the New Orleans Saints, where I'll ask the question when we talk about the game. And I'm being like at least 49% serious. Who's got the better quarterback in the game? The Giants with Tommy DeVito or the Saints with Derek Carr. We'll get to all of this as we move along, plus all our bets for tonight in the Power Hour final hour of the show. But joining us right now, as promised, is our friend Jamie Eisenberg, a lead fantasy football analyst for CBS Sports and one of the hosts of Fantasy Football Today uh, and the CBS Sports Fantasy Football Podcast on Twitter at Jamie Eisenberg. Jamie and I, by the way, are on a collision course to potentially meet in the second round of a dynasty league that we are in, and I very much look forward to that. My friend, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. Uh, happy Week 15 in the NFL to you and yours. And uh, for this, like once like the next couple weeks are over, Jamie gets to kick his feet up basically until next September doing fantasy football content. I bet it feels pretty good. It's getting close, Nick. It's getting close. Uh, I can't wait for uh, a little time off. But, you know, it's good to uh, be in the fantasy playoffs. Good to talk to you guys. And uh, I do hope that we have that collision course and we meet for uh, a second round. It would be nice if we're meeting for a championship. So, you know, who knows how uh, things may unfold. 
Jamie, we uh, we started the show by talking about just how both Nick and I watched the the Dolphins Titans game last night and kind of like consumed it when when Tyreek Hill got hurt. Like I have a ton of money on him to win Offensive Player of the Year. Like Nick's got seventeen fantasy matchups going. Like people bet props last night. Uh, you know, are, are sweating. Like, is he going to come back and is he going to be effective? Did you have like a similar situation? Like as a fantasy analyst, like a guy who plays a lot of fantasy football, like were you sweating the Tyreek Hill situation? I feel like as heavily as the rest of us were. Um, you know, and, and, and the league that Nick references, I, I have uh, Tyreek Hill, and I was competing for the one seed. And, you know, when he goes down, it's like, okay, there you go. <laughs> Forget that that matchup because it was back and forth. I think I was trailing, actually, um, against one of my colleagues, Chris Towers. But uh, in another league where I'm playing against another fantasy analyst, uh, he had Romeo Dobbs, and I had, uh, I had Tyreek Hill, and it was, you know, back and forth. And, you know, thankfully Tyreek came back in and got a couple catches. But anytime you see a player like that go down, especially – after losing Justin Jefferson and then Jefferson coming back and then he gets hurt and then Isaiah Pacheco, you know, another guy has been, you know, almost on, on a superstar level going down. You know, this is the worst time of year when you have injuries. You know, in the middle of the season, you know, you can somewhat manage it. But, you know, all the great players for the most part are taken. Trade deadlines have passed. It's hard to find a guy on waivers that's going to help you in, in your fantasy league. And so you lose a Tyreek Hill. It not only crushes him, clearly in the manager that has him, to a tongue of Iloa, as we saw last night, basically cratered as well. So that entire offense just revolves around Tyreek Hill, and he's certainly been – just an amazing player and, and, and smart by you to put all the money on, on him for offensive player of the year because it'd be shocking if he did not win it. Well, like, exhibit A of this is uh, like, oh, you mean like it wasn't a great idea for me to start on Travian Wicks when Christian Watson got hurt? Just like, what, what am I supposed to do at this point? Like, it kind of is what, what it is. So, Jamie, uh, it's Tuesday, right? And uh, most leagues, and some leagues do it on Wednesday, will have kind of like the waiver wire. Um, people are going to put all their claims in, right, for the fantasy playoffs, whether it's based on claims or whether it's uh, like in the order or whatever or FOB. Uh, who are some of the players, Jamie? And we'll get into individual matchups this weekend, some games that you might like, potential bonanza games, tip of the cap to our guy Adam Azer, but who are some pickups that you think would be beneficial for our listeners and viewers still alive in the fantasy playoffs? Well, I mean, you know, you're, you're following injuries, so Ty Chandler is, is the most logical one to pick up if Alexander Madison is dealing with any semblance of a high ankle sprain, but even a low ankle sprain, where it might knock him out for this week, you know, that, that sets the stage for him to get probably 20-plus touches. You know, he had 15 touches in the game against the Raiders with Madison starting that game. So they're going to lean on him, and this is an offense that's clearly evolving right now because of the quarterback change and Jefferson coming back, and you know, hopefully he'll play this week. So there's a lot of moving parts here, and I think Matt, um, Madison's injury opens the door for Chandler to, you know, maybe be four to five catches, and, and, and certainly you know, 15 carries, and, and that's hard to find. It's a pretty good matchup against the Bengals as well. Uh, it depends on the size of your league. Obviously, you know, you're in a league. You know, we talk about this all the time. You know, when you text me about uh, trying to find some of these you know, deeper league options, you know, for people that could still pick up an Odell Beckham or, or an Isaiah likely. Uh, those are two, you know, great options right now with the matchup against Jacksonville and certainly the way that Lamar Jackson looks. So if you can find those two guys available, I'd go look for them. Uh, in some of those deeper leagues, you know, the Josh Jacobs injury opens the door for maybe Zamir White or Amir Abdullah to get an opportunity to step in and, and, and at least get touches. I would lean probably more toward Abdullah just based on his role in the passing game. But it could be ugly. But again, you're just hoping for touches at this point. So there, there's, you know, a, a variety of, you know, running backs that run the gamut of, you know, from Kareem Hunt, potentially, if Jerome Ford is out, you know, he's, he's rostered in about 80% of leagues on CBS Sports, uh, to a guy, like I said, like Amir Abdullah. The wide receivers, you know, Odell Beckham down to uh, a Wandell Robinson, who looked pretty good last night with Tommy DeVito, you know. So a lot of people looking for quarterbacks. Uh, Joe Flacco looks pretty good, back-to-back games with 20-plus points. Um, Tommy DeVito in a super flex league, uh, you know, and then you might be a little bit desperate with the Nick Mullins and the Easton Sticks of the world, but that's where a lot of fantasy managers are right now. 
Jamie, if we look at, I mean, you did a little bit on Thursday's game there with like Josh Jacobs and what happens there with that injury on Saturday. It seemed, I, I think we have the potential to have a couple high scoring game. Maybe all three games actually have the potential to be high scoring, but some uncertainty at the quarterback position. Some of these offenses haven't looked great recently. Like the lions are kind of, I think like an interesting crossover team, right? With like gambling and fantasy, like <laughs> if betters have been betting on the lions recently, like it has not gone particularly well in a bunch of these games, even the game they went against the saints, they like blow a huge lead in that game. And the offense has been really hot, cold. And there's a lot of stuff about well, Joe and Jared Goff plays outside, you know, it doesn't go very well, but all of that's kind of done because they're about to play a bunch of games either at home or indoors. Like, do you see the Lions offense kind of like taking off here? Do you, I mean, do you make fantasy decisions based on like home road splits? Is that like a big thing for you? Like, what about the Lions this week against Denver and the idea of like the Lions offense going forward? Yeah, you, you, you definitely look at that, especially with guys that have trends, you know, Jared Goff in colder weather hasn't been as uh, performing as well. Uh, his numbers on the road since he's been in Detroit have not been as successful. So uh, you, for, you absolutely look at those situations. And, and this is a really interesting game because the Broncos' defense has been fantastic you know, for the last six weeks. Uh, they've really been great against opposing quarterbacks. And it's going to be, I think, tough for Goff if that offensive line continues to let him down. Injuries have been a big part of that. But when he's not been protected, he has not put up the type of numbers that we saw earlier this season when the offensive line was fully intact. So you would have said to me, week four, week five, you know, Jared Goff in week 15 at home against Denver, that's a slam dunk potential top five guy. Now he's barely in the top 12, and that you know kind of speaks to, I think, just the struggles that we've seen lately. And even when he's had some good fantasy days, you know, you referenced the, the Saints game and, and, and even go back to the Packers game on, on Thanksgiving, both indoor games, he didn't put up the type of numbers that you thought because of turnovers. And so he's, he's been a little turnover prone, taking too many hits. Uh, but there is a, a, a decent bounce back spot here because I think, you know, this is the type of game where Dan Campbell, I think, can sort of rally the troops and say, we got to get things going a little bit. You got the Vikings, we're looking over our shoulder right now. Uh, we may not have the, the division locked up like we thought, and the Packers are still certainly in the mix as well. So they got to win this game, and I think that they will. This could be a little bit of a trap game for the Broncos as well. You better you bet here with Nick and Ken. Terrific football Tuesday, getting you set for the fantasy football playoffs and to bet props and over-unders this weekend with our friend Jamie Eisenberg from CBS Sports, lead fantasy football analyst on Twitter, at Jamie Eisenberg. Jamie, let's go back to the Dolphins here for a second. And in case you missed it, because like it came down like pretty recently, Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel saying that Tyreek Hill is day-to-day with an ankle injury, likely putting him on track to play on Sunday as the Dolphins host the New York Jets. But the Dolphins are a team, obviously, where you start a ton of players from their offense with two of the two runs running backs, the two receivers, obviously. Bad offensive output last night. I know Tyreek doesn't play for a lot of the game, but I mean, they really had 13 points before. Like, the Titans gifted them two touchdowns at the end of the game with two bad turnovers up against this Jets defense, and you got to think they're coming into this game hot after what happened last week against Houston and maybe ready to go. Um, thoughts on the Dolphins' offense, and they're a nine-point favorite coming up on Sunday against the Jets. You know, they, they struggled with the Jets a little bit on, on Black Friday, and you know, you, you, you referenced the, the the gift that the Titans gave them, remember, it was the, the Hail Mary touchdown at the end of the half that, that kind of set that game you know, on its head a little bit for the, for the Jets. They played much better with Zach Wilson. Uh, I think the loss of Connor Williams, their center, who just suffered a torn ACL last night, is going to be huge because this offensive line was bad last night and it looked a little bit suspect the last couple of weeks as they keep losing guys. You know? So it's not just a matter of the starters going down. The depth is certainly tested right now. And now you got Quentin Williams in that defensive group you know, looking at Tua Tagovailoa, who we know – uh, is not the most mobile of guys. So uh, this is where Mike McDaniel's going to have to earn his money and be a little bit creative. You know, unfortunately, I think the, the Jets' offense will get a little bit stagnant by comparison to where it was last week because the Texans' defense not at the same level as the Dolphins' defense when they're both playing at their best. But the, the Jets are going to get in the game. Um, Tua, I think, is going to struggle. He's not a top-12 quarterback for me this week, which sucks because, you know, you'd like to have a player like that 
uh, going into the playoffs, playing at a, at, at a, at a high level and, and certainly with a great matchup. But this has just not been a good matchup for him. The Jets have handled him. If this was in New York, I'd be almost completely out on Tua. But uh, you need a, a healthy Tyreek Hill and a healthy offensive line, and he doesn't have either of those right now. So uh, you can probably find some other options ahead of Tua. Now, I wouldn't go the Joe Flacco route ahead of him, but if you have Tua and Brock Purdy or Tua and Justin Fields, I like those other guys better than Tua this week, for example. Jamie, Bills, Cowboys, like obviously the premier game, if not one of the premier games coming up this weekend. And I think, you know, like we, we know the, the quarterbacks are high profile, both maybe have a potential to win MVP at the end of the year. But especially in Dallas's case, like a lot of potential guys that you could play in DFS, that you could play prop overs on, like how is Dak going to distribute the ball in this game? Okay, it's a really high total. Like, how is it going to get there? So like, obviously, like maybe the answer is like, I like everybody in this game. It's a really high total. It's Dallas, it's Buffalo, like could be fireworks from all positions. Are there specific players versus kind of how you think they're going to be projected that you like in this game, Dallas-Buffalo on Sunday? I think you kind of see the pass for Dallas and just the, the guys that are easy to rely on. Dak, like you said, having an MVP season. Um, C.D. Lamb has been a big part of that. Basically, since their bye week, those two guys have been in sync and producing numbers. You know, I don't think that we've seen in Dallas, maybe since you know Michael Irvin and Troy Aikman at that, at that level. Um, they've just been that good. Uh, you know, Maybe, I guess, Tony Romo and Terrell Owens had some good moments as well. Um, but I, in, in any event, you know, the, the way that those two guys are playing right now, they're must-starts no matter where they're playing, no matter who they're playing, you're not getting away from them. They've been better at home, but you still trust them on the road. And I think Tony Pollard, I love the fact that he had seven catches last week. So even though he split the work, the rushing down work with Rico Dowdle, uh, if they're going to use Tony Pollard in the passing game, that's going to be huge. And especially with some of the, the defensive injuries for Buffalo right now with Epineza and Micah Hyde being banged up, that's going to be big for that Dallas offense. Um, Jake Ferguson's become a must-start tight end, and Brandon Cooks, I think, is just more – uh, matchup dependent. This isn't one of those matchups where I think it's a slam dunk, but if he's been your number three receiver in a three-receiver league, there's no reason to get away from him just based on how Dak has been playing. On the other side, Josh Allen, must-star guy. Um, Stephon Diggs, despite his struggles, still a must-star guy. And then James Cook, really, since the coordinator change, has been a must-star guy. You know, uh, Joe Brady's done wonderful things. He's been 15-plus touches in three straight games, involved in the passing game. So while this is a brutal matchup, Dallas has been great against opposing running backs. I'm not sitting James Cook. He's not a top-ten guy like he might have been if this matchup was better based on the last three weeks. Uh, but I still think you're looking at him as, as as a solid number two running back. Really, you get away from Gabe Davis at this point, three games of his last five with no catches, and we got to see if Dalton Kincaid's healthy. That's a big part of that Buffalo offense as well. Yeah, I got Kincaid in a couple leagues, and I'm going to be putting in waiver claims on Dawson Knox tonight where available, which sucks, but like kind of like, is what it is. Jamie, let's close with this. We have about a minute to go. Outside of like the Bills and the Cowboys, point total in that game is 50-and-a-half. You just talked about it. Is there another game that you are eyeing as a potential, as our guy Adam Azer would call it, a fantasy bonanza coming up this week, which obviously means the game would likely go over the total as well. Maybe it's the Rams and the Commanders. Maybe it's another game that you like where you're like, I think we're going to see high scoring, a lot of points from both teams in the game which game is that and why here in about a minute yeah no you, you reference it it's it's the commander's rams game uh love the rams right now obviously matthew stafford's playing fantastic uh three straight games over 29 fantasy points so puka nakua and, and cooper cup look back kieran williams those guys are all must-star guys and then for the commanders you know they're going to throw the ball a lot uh another good waiver wire pickup potentially is antonio gibson with brian robinson with the hamstring injury but it's hard to peg one of the washington receivers at this point or Curtis Samuel is another guy you can pick up off waivers. So that game's got a lot of potential. I really hope it's going to be a lot of the Rams, though, just based on how that offense is clicking right now and a lot of people looking at those guys as must-start fantasy options. Just like, like 30 seconds here, McLaurin coming off a goose egg in the last game, Washington's blowout loss against Miami, like complained about it after the game. Do you think this is like a squeaky wheel a game coming up for McLaurin on Sunday in like 10 seconds? Absolutely can be, but he's no more than a number three receiver at this point. Uh, who scores more points, more fantasy points, and has more yards and more touchdowns on Sunday? Cooper Cup or Puka Nakua? 
I'm going back to Cooper Cup. He looks like he's, uh, he's, he's back to being 80% of himself, and I think he'll score more touchdowns. Who is a better fantasy football player, me or Will Brinson? <laughs> you never go with Will, so I'm going to go with you. The Jamie, with the, with the right answer there. Kind of like Smart. telling Ken's making great bets, telling me I'm a great fantasy player. On this show, flattery will get you everywhere. Jamie on Twitter, at Jamie Eisenberg. Check him out on CBS Sports HQ. Check out Fantasy Football Today in podcast form with our pals Adam Azer, Dave Richard, Heath Cummings, and more. My friend, we sincerely appreciate it. Stay well. Good luck with all the leagues this weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. I just, I'm just glad to be on a real phone call finally, so thank you for letting me do that. That's the great Jamie, as opposed to the fake phone calls. And there are there are some of those, according to some people. Yeah. That's an inside joke that I'll talk out about during the break. So thanks to our pal Jamie Eisenberg for stopping by. On the other side, we'll welcome in one of our BetQL Network teammates, someone we haven't heard from on the show. Former NFL linebacker, Super Bowl champion Brandon Marshall, who hosts on Sundays on our network, stops by next, talking the Broncos and the Lions and the rest of the slate coming up in Week 15.